Russell Buddies Game Spots Wrestling Podcast filled with wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, is Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you, my friend? Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I'm great, Matt, because you know why? I'm coming why to are you, you from the future. That's right. For, for what? Finally. I'm an hour ahead of you, dog. Every oh, single time we record this podcast... My audio sounds crystal clear and wonderful, but I'm two hours behind Matt because I'm in stupid California. Not today. Today I'm in stupid Florida. And so I am technically an hour ahead of you on a less good microphone, but hopefully it sounds great. But like, are you an hour ahead? Because I always work East Coast hours. No, I am, though. Like, what time is it where you are? I mean, like it's two fifteen, but technically okay. my, in my workday, it's three fifteen. No, it's two fifteen. There's only one clock. No, but my work day is 3.15 because I... No, you just work different hours than normal. Yeah. It's still two... It's still only two... Like, if you look but at I'm your... I'm talking about comparing to the, the... But look at your clock right now. Yeah. What does yeah, it say? Uh, 1987. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm way ahead of you then because it's 2021 over here in Florida. Yeah, it's 1987 here. It's really weird. I uh, am excited to watch... This upcoming show, Full House. I think we're two years out from it. <laughs> oh, man. You know who you're going to love? Uncle uh, Jesse. Oh, man. His hair is so cool. Oh, come on now, Chris. Cut it out. Cut it out. Quit it. That's a different uncle <laughs> with a J. He's not an uncle. That is, Okay. Listen, I know this is Wrestle Buddies and not TGIF Buddies, but I have a lot of TGIF thoughts that I've told people over time. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my chief my chief just pieces of rages. I hate that people refer to Joey as uncle Joey. He's not their uncle. They never called him uncle Joey. And, but like in when, when media looks back at full house, it's constantly uncle Jesse and uncle Joey. And it annoys me. But I mean, that's just the family dynamic. One of my, uh, my wife and my like best friends, like are their uncle and aunt to my kid, but they're not uncle and aunt. But do, do your kids call them like uncle and aunt so-and-so? Uh, my son will be calling him that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nobody on Full House ever called Joey Uncle Joey. That really? Didn't, that didn't happen. That's one of those things that, like, I, I, like, it's like that's one of those Mandela effect things. Yeah, are we being Mandela people, right now? Yeah, people say it as if it's a thing that happened, but it never happened, oh, and it boy. drives me crazy. So, listen, listen, Wrestle Buddies Nation. If there's one thing I want you to take away from today's very important episode, it's that you should not refer to Joey Gladstone as Uncle Joey when you talk about Full House. Put some well, respect on his name. We are getting a bit nostalgic this week. We're, we're talking <laughs> every you week. Know, every week we're nostalgic. Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who cares about what's currently happening in wrestling? Aside from you, the person listening. Uh, I care. We, There's some really interesting things going on right now. Uh, Chris, we have one uh, wonderful, um, delicious entree for you all today. Let's discuss mm, the main course, Matt. The main mm. course this week is a, it's a, a sous-son of oh. crossover because we're talking wrestlers that, well, we're talking wrestlers that attempted to go mainstream outside of the wrestling industry and make their mark in film. Uh, sometimes it worked. It yeah. definitely worked sometimes. Sometimes it did not. 
it definitely did not work sometimes. But we're, we're essentially we're gonna with F nine coming in coming to theaters, which has obviously it's jo- pitting John Cena against Vin Diesel in a match of like I know who would clearly win this fight in the real world. Yeah, um, and The Rock being in every movie, and Batista's in Army of the Dead on Netflix right now. Like it's a real. Uh, as a wrestling fan, it's a real fun time to be alive watching all yes. of your favorite wrestlers from a decade ago uh, starring in all of the big movies. So we thought we would just kind of go through our the highs and lows of wrestlers who made that jump to film from professional wrestling. Chris, obviously, the natural order of things is football player, mm-hmm. wrestler, mm-hmm. actor. Yes. That's just how it works. Uh, governor or president or something. Governor. Probably, Go- but not yet. But like, we all know yeah. The Rock is going to run for president at some point, and people will vote yeah. for him because he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, because wait, was Jesse Ventura a football player? Now I'm thinking about this. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't know if Jesse Ventura was it because he. I mean, did. Matt, I'm at a computer. We could easily look this up. Can you look it up? I know I have three screens in front of me, but I can't waste a single screen. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see. Uh, Jesse, the body Ventura, uh, born James George Janus. Nope. Don't like it. Jesse Ventura. It is, uh, no, he, Matt, Matt, he joined the Navy and from the Navy went into That's right. wrestling. That's right. That's right. He was, uh, he served our country and, uh, found a secret bunkers. <laughs> I found secret bunkers. I'm glad we did. I, I'm glad I didn't have to wait to get to the, your Jesse Ventura impersonation. <laughs> Which I hope we'll, we'll revisit later. I just I just want everybody to know that I uh I was in the ring, but I was in the navy, and uh, you got to look out for the Illuminati. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Let's start there. Let's start with Jesse Ventura because I think everybody you've seen a Jesse Ventura uh, movie, a movie with featuring Jesse Ventura, whether you know it off the top of your head. I mean, like because there's Predator first off, like he was in Predator. Yeah. He sure was. Boy, was he ever in Predator? He was in that 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 forest and that jungle, and uh, then he died. Uh, so obviously, Predator is the big one. Uh, the Running Man is another. The Running Man is my favorite. I lo- I love Running Man. Um, like I would weird... also, and and Matt, you're wrong. Running Man what? isn't your favorite Jesse Ventura movie. Okay. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Why? Because Jesse, the body Ventura, played the role of Cryocon in Demolition Man. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. As soon as you said Cryocon, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." Uh, (laughs) No, I would say Running Man is my favorite role he's played in a movie. Because, like, he's, like, this kind of, like, uh, former, like, murderer game show guy. Uh, Like, I forgot what they're called on the show or on the, in that movie, but the guys they have to defeat running. Uh, men. The No, the running men are the contestants. I know. Gladiator champion. Probably they're champions, but like he's the champion that comes out of retirement. Like he's in a suit with that weird hairpiece the entire time, but like he's completely believable. Mm-hmm. Like he just fits that role so incredibly well. And he's kind of, you know, he's a little devious there. Like it was just a really good role for him at that time. I do want to say like there, there are a number of roles where Jesse for the body mentor has just played himself. Uh, in re- he played himself in Repossessed. He played himself in Major League Two, in Joe Somebody, in The Master of Disguise. Wait, you, did you say Major League Two? He's in Major League Two, and he like cameos <laughs> in Major League Two as Jesse. He's just sitting Ventura. in the bleachers, just like wild thing. 
you make my heart sink. Throw the ball. <laughs> uh, he was in Batman and Robin as an Arkham Asylum guard. But Matt, what we're missing out on. First yeah. of all, just for the record, in The Running Man, his character's name was Captain Freedom, which is. That's right. Mm. Yes, it's such a good name. That's perfect. Um, however, what we haven't talked about is the fact that one time in the year 1990, Jesse Ventura had his own starring vehicle that I'm assuming he thought was going to make him a huge movie star. Uh-huh. Matt, have you ever heard of Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, starring Jesse the Ventura as Abraxas? Let me let me tell you about this new movie I got. It's called Abraxas, and it's about uh, it's about uh, the Illuminati and sci-fi adventure, and there's a lot of uh conspiracies that we need to really figure out. And I'm I'm a Braxis. I'm a man who's going to conquer experiences like uh, uh, just conspiracy. Aliens are everywhere. Their government just won't tell us why. That's not what this movie's about, but I will say <laughs> <Not> this. <at laughs> all? Uh, a Braxis Guardian of the Universe, Matt, is written and directed by a man named Damien Lee, who, like, the only way you would know this person is if you've seen the movie Ski School. I have. Which he also... Uh, uh, he directed that. He did not write it, but he's. Yeah, I believe I saw it with Ski School recently. Actually, um, I'm honestly like I'm looking. For, <laughs> there's a cameo by Jim Belushi in Abraxas Guardian of the Universe. If you if you love uh, that Blues Brothers movie, you're gonna love Abraxas. It's got Jim Belushi and he's singing "Sweet Home Chicago" like 40 times in it. And I'll say this, Matt, if you're wondering how many theaters this hit, according to Wikipedia. Can I guess? Please. 157. I think you're overthinking this one. Abraxas Guardian of the Universe was released theatrically in Toronto on March 1st, 1991. Oh, one? I think it's just one. Uh, let me see. Let, you know what? Let me pull up. Let me pull up the old Rotten Tomatoes and see. Matt, th- there's literally no tomato score for this movie. There, oh, it says there's one review. I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, it's it not negative? a good one. Oh, this per- no. uh, Emmanuel Levy uh, gave it a two out of five when he watched this movie in 2005. Oh, so he watched it years later. Yeah. And we had a we had a Braxer screening in Toronto, and afterwards. Uh, we got some poutine, and then we went to Pizza Pizza, and we just had a real good evening. I, I seriously find myself wondering if Abraxas Guardian of the Universe can have a Rocky Horror Picture Show-like resurgence. I think we should watch it. Wait, wait, what's the synopsis? Like, give me the hot synopsis. Because okay. I told you what I thought it was, and it was very wrong, but we never... What is Abra- Abraxas is about a man. It's a coming-of-age story about a man uh, who's got to find his daughter in space. Uh, oh, is that close? <sighs> Alien guardian Abraxas arrives on Earth in pursuit of his corrupt ex-partner Secundus, who has <laughs> impregnated a woman with a potentially ja- dangerous embryo. Embryo. The child, known as the Comator, uh, will be will be able to help Secundus secure power for himself. So Abraxas comes to Earth to hunt down his former partner, whose name is literally Second. Uh, and second came to Earth and impregnated a woman with an embryo that could evidently kill her. The child so known as the Cometer, like a coma, but with tur on the end, who will help second us gain power. This sounds terrible. What year was this again? 
This is 1991 is when it released. Matt, okay, this is pre-species. I have good news for you. Yeah. This movie is free on Amazon Prime Video. Hold on one second. Stop the train. I'm uh, also. There's some there's some user. There's a user review on the Internet Movie Database. Abraxas Guardian. The man. Oh, dude. The poster for this. Oh, it's no, amazing. Riff tracks. OK, there was a riff tracks version and the posters just like uh it looked like he-man okay here is here, here's the synopsis synopsis it's, it's on, unavailable in my location oh wow well it's also on tubi i believe so that's something <laughs> okay i can matt okay if you go to the goofs section for this movie on internet movie database I'm yeah gonna, let's read some goofs i'm just gonna read this to you out of context when Secundus throws the man talking about erotic dancers to the ground, his cap falls off. In the next shot, the cap is back on his head. Wow. Uh, five-year-old Tommy runs from the fire in the abandoned building. However, the person running is a grown man covering his face. Okay. Uh, Height, H-I-T-E, says that Earth is the fourth planet from the sun. Earth is the third planet from the sun. <laughs> Well, what they don't, they don't know is there's the planet so, X anyway. that's on the, uh, it's a little bit closer, a little hotter, but it's on the opposite side of the sun, so we never see it. So, yeah, essentially, stay tuned. We're going to get a little bit more in-depth on Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. Uh, we'll get there. But we're not there yet. We've got a lot of wrestlers to talk about. I know we had a lot of wrestlers to talk about, but, like, when we got into Jesse Ventura, pretty much the guy who... I, him and Hogan kind of originated the transitional wrestler to uh, movie star. I'd say. I mean, one, I, I know one of them did it better than the other. I will say, Hogan. Yeah, Ventura did. Like, Abraxas. You know what? In fact, let's talk Hogan. Okay, let's go to Hogan because Hogan's Hogan's collection of quote unquote films makes me angry. Uh, we got to start have the better Hogan impression. So this is on you because mine's uh, mine's terrible. I don't do a good Hogan. I do a good. Well, let me tell you, you something. Macho Man real well. uh, let's talk about Thunder in Paradise, which I think Hulk Hogan. That was a TV show. No, I know, but it's it's still his crossover into acting. Okay. Because this was he left. Re, he quote unquote left wrestling to do Thunder in Paradise, which was essentially I think I think. Okay, so I think the pitch for Thunder in Paradise is like okay. What if it's Knight Rider, but instead of a car with David Hasselhoff, it's a boat with Hulk Hogan? I thought it was um, Baywatch, but no women. I think it's a mix of those two <laughs> things. Well, that that what you're you're talking about Baywatch Nights when Baywatch uh, Nights. oh yeah yeah when Mitch Buchanan and David Hasselhoff started like solving supernatural mysteries when he left the beach at night. <laughs> the creator of Baywatch is like, I saw two episodes of X Files. Let's turn Baywatch into X Files. Mitch, 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 do do trouble, 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 trouble. So Thunder in Paradise, it's garbage, but. My most member, like, obviously we want to like probably the best Hulk Hogan film role is as Thunderlips in Rocky three. I would disagree. You would disagree. Okay. Well then good. So hang on to that yeah. because like, while I, I would say that's the most notable, the one that sticks out in my mind, the most isn't the movie Sur suburban commando, but the trailer for suburban commando that's on the Ninja Turtles, the movie video cassette tape. Okay. 
Like I have, in fact, it might even be TMNT two. If I'm remembering correctly, the the trio of commercials trailers. There's the there's a Pizza Hut commercial that's all about little kids in little league and like a kid in the outfield catches the ball and gets to celebrate with a pizza party afterwards. Then there's a movie that I think is called Step Family, but it wasn't released with that title. It was released some other title, and I I for the longest time. I thought it was a movie that never got released. And then I finally watched it like a year ago and it's insane. And then it was suburban commando in which Hulk Hogan, I think I've never seen the movie. I've only seen the trailer. Really? Based on that, I think Hulk Hogan comes from the future question mark. No. Okay. Matt, can you tell me what suburban commando is about from the best of my recollection? He is, he's an alien from outer space and he comes to earth. And then there are bounty hunter aliens after him. And one of the bounty hunter aliens is actually the undertaker, Mark Calloway. Mean Mark Callis. Yes. I definitely thought, oh, this is interesting. Evident. So like this might come to shock you. Uh, Hulk Hogan was not the original uh, person that was going to be in this role. Oh, who is it? Jesse Ventura? The film was originally titled Urban Commando and was intended for, instead of instead of Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan, it was intended for Danny DeVito mm-hmm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But they opted to make twins instead. <laughs> Either one of those uh, not, <laughs> wouldn't have pushed the, the needle for either of them. <laughs> I will say interstellar warrior Shep Ramsey is on a mission to capture the intergalactic despot general Souter. The general has kidnapped president Hashina, the ruler of an entire planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shep Ramsey boards Souter's flagship, but is unable to rescue Hashina who is killed by Souter wounded by Hashina in the process. Souter transforms into a berserk reptilian creature. Shep barely escapes, but is able to blow up the ship as he does so. That's the opening to that film. Uh, it cost $11 million to make. It made $8 million at the box office. But man, that trailer lives forever in my mind. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I you saw that. it in the theater? Yeah. Wow. That was right for But again, I'm going to say not my favorite Hulk Hogan. My favorite Hulk Hogan movie is undoubtedly No Holds Barred. Not Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain? No, No Holds Barred. It's him, Tiny Zeus Lister. The whole, I think it, I'm, I might need to check. It might be a WWE movie, like heavily financed movie. I think it is. Because the whole thing I, is a see, lead up was, to WrestleMania. When I was going through this, I was avoiding, uh, w, I was avoiding wrestling movies. I feel I should. Yeah. But like, yeah, Hulk Hogan does play Rip Thomas, uh, who is the World Hulk Wrestling Hogan. Federation champion. Huh? He plays Hulk Hogan. Well, no, but the <laughs> character's name is Rip Thomas. I know, but like the character is identical to Hulk Hogan. Like everything about this movie screams Hulk Hogan. Like it's just, you know, it's. And Tiny Lister plays Zeus. Yes. Tiny Zeus Lister. Yeah. RIP, by the way. Absolutely. Debo. Yeah, man. Um, This movie also did not do well at the box office. So it did a little bit better than Suburban Commando. Someone got that for me. Might have been Walt. Walt, who I don't know if he listens to the show anymore. Uh, but he's been like following. He's been a dude that's talked to me on Twitter for years and reads the stuff I write for years. Uh, but he he sent me a copy of No Holds Barred for my birthday or something years ago. Thank you for that. Wow, I've watched it so many times. I have not, and I won't. 
It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's not good. It's fun. It's like Roadhouse, you know? I mean, like that's a- that's how I feel about most uh, uh, wrestler movies, to be honest with you. I wasn't trying to force Roadhouse in there because that's another movie we can talk about. It's just kind of like No Holds Barred has that same kind of like Roadhouse mentality of like, it's a bad kind of actiony 80s movie that I will watch nonstop, even though Roadhouse was like 79. Uh, Ro- but Roadhouse, I don't think Roadhouse. We, well, let's just go to Roadhouse because Terry yeah. Funk, uh, the Funk Man himself, uh, the Funker, as they say, who you would not know is a wrestler by watching this movie. Like, no, when you, early wrestler movies, like you're like that dude's a wrestler. Like you just they like they shine the spotlight on the guy, and like Terry Funk just plays like a scumbag antagonist that's part of like a crappy gang. Like there's and he's no good. spotlight on he's him. Good. He's really good. And I would go so far as to say Roadhouse is not a bad movie. I'm kind of surprised Roadhouse. that you said it was a bad movie. No, it's not a bad. Well, no, but I mean, like, I mean, it's tonality. Swayze. Like, it's Max similar. Swayze, bro. I know it's it's actually my favorite Patrick Swayze movie. Ooh, what's that? Yeah, it? right. Point That's Break tough. might. It's for me. It's a toss up between Roadhouse and Point Break. Point Break is great, but I I think I just. I've seen Roadhouse a lot more and I just have nostalgia for it. I think it. that's fair. I think that's also fair. monster, just a random monster truck driving around. Yeah, dude, the best part of Roadhouse. And I love telling, talking to people about this. Um, the villain lives across the river from Patrick Swayze's character, who is the protagonist mm-hmm. in the movie. And the villain with binoculars will watch him have sex. <laughs> like, it's just yeah, so weird. That's, it's so weird. But I like, love I'm, it. I'm down. Like, good, good. Like, that's a weird, that's a good, weird thing to sort of install as a trait in your villain. Yeah. Like, oh, what are they doing? Binoculars up. Oh, they're having sex in a barn. <laughs> Go get them, Terry Funk, while they're having sex. I mean, if we're, if we're. <sighs> Get up, Terry. He, he brought sex. Sears to that town, or was it J.C. Penny? <laughs> Watch Roadhouse, guys. If you haven't seen it, it's so it's great. good. I have I have it on Blu-ray. Even uh, while we're talking about, let's talk up. Let's keep, let's keep into the ones that we like. Uh, how do you feel about They Live, Matt? They Live is wonderful. Here's the thing about this movie. Anybody, any time anyone talks about They Live, they talk about two things. They talk about the fight scene that's like super long kind of tough to watch but like in a good way it's it's a weird fight and then they talk about him kicking over the door with the shotgun like i'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum but i'm all all bubblegum well i mean hang on first of all that's an amazing line of dialogue it is it is no it is i'm not trying to take anything away from it but what i'm saying is that the movie itself is genius sci-fi for its time uh 100 it is a brilliant highly underrated movie about like an alien species infiltrating uh, the world and like completely brainwashing us. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, and it's always fun to, you know, yell, put the glasses on at people. Uh, but it's just, such, it's such a good movie. Like I it, super love that movie. It's one of those movies that, you know, every, every couple of years, uh, like pop culture, like looks back on a movie and decides that like it's time for that movie to rise again. I'm waiting for the moment that like they like that like the right section of Twitter digs up a copy of They Live and suddenly it becomes a thing everyone's talking about again. Because it should be. It's a really good film. And when it's one of the and it's but it is one of those things where anytime I hear anybody talk about it, and those two points I've mentioned, mm-hmm. I just want to tell them like 
watch the whole thing. Like just, just like really, yeah. It's such a weird slow start with like him going to this church. Like it's because the whole movie is just about a dude that's like out of work, like just trying to get a job and kind of unlocks, not really unlocks, but finds out that aliens have invaded. Uh, and like, what do you do when you're just like regular schmo, working class, homeless guy, you know, just trying to get by and you've stumbled upon the biggest conspiracy in the world. That, I mean, yeah, that was Carpenter too, right? Yeah, it's, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, plus it's, it's John Carpenter. So like, yeah. you're going to love it because it's John Carpenter. He makes incredible things. His world building is so incredible for this movie because it's America, but it's not really America. Like there's just random drive-bys constantly everywhere. Like it's a society that's on the brink of disaster in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Carpenter is so awesome on this movie. I mean, Roddy Piper too. I'm not trying to take away anything, anything away from Piper. Piper... This is probably his best role. Yeah. And I think it was his first big one. I yeah. mean, he's had tons of movies, but this is the most memorable by this far. Is the one, this is the one that everyone refers back to when they talk about Roddy Piper as an actor. Yeah. It should be this and it's always Sonny. Oh, my God. He's so good on Sonny. And he just plays the most broken version of himself. Yeah, but it works. It's super sad, but it's so good. Um. Now let's from from one iconic role to another, Matt. We're going to talk about Kevin Nash as the one and only Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze. Um, that is not his only role. I want to point that not out. Not his only role. We'll talk about the other ones, but Matt, we yeah, got to yeah. talk about Super Shredder. That for, for me, growing up, not realizing that's Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I thought. I thought it was a typo in the credits and it was supposed to be another credit for Kevin clash who did the puppeteering on splinter. Yes. I didn't know anything about Kevin clash other than he was a puppeteer in turtle stuff. Uh, it, I will say if you go to ga- if you go searching hard enough, you'll find a story I wrote in GameSpot where I actually literally sat down and talked to Kevin Nash for 10 minutes about like about only being super shredder. Nothing else mattered to me. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, he, he beat, like while that is like for me sort of the standout, even though it's a very small role, it's also like he's had some very sort of oddball things. Where you're like, oh wow, he he was the Russian in uh, Daredevil, the Punisher. Ben Affleck, or Pun- was it Punisher? I thought it was Punisher. Yeah, it was Punisher. Wait, who played Punisher? Thomas Jane. Oh my God, that's right. Okay, yeah, he was the Russian in Punisher, starring Thomas yes. Jane. I forgot that was a movie. Wow, Chris, get it together. And then, of course, uh, in I would say his more his most contemporary role. He's still acting, by the way. Uh, when I spoke to him, it was, he was promoting uh, a role on a British comedy that he does that, like, he was very funny in, in which he plays a retired wrestler. It's a it's a, a British couple moves to a Florida uh, trailer park, and one of the people that lives in the trailer park is sort of a washed up ex wrestler, and it's played Perfect. by Kevin Nash to perfection. Of course, because of course it is. But also, yeah. he was in Magic Mike. He like got a lot of acclaim as one of the guys in Magic Mike, and good. Like that's so cool. Yeah, he was he a reason I stuff. watched Magic Mike. My wife was like, "Let's watch Magic Mike." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. You can watch." Like, you're like, "Oh yeah, Big Daddy Cool Diesel's in there." Well, before I knew that, I'm like, "Oh, you want to watch Joe Magliano be super attractive and get naked? Go for it. Joe like, Mangano. I'll be there with you on that ride. <laughs> I'll be uh, with you on that journey to ogle a man." I'll say this. Good movie. Magic Mike is a good movie. Um, but also beyond that, like I like what I like about Kevin Nash is its range. Mm-hmm. Like he does 
like the it's he's really good at comedy and i don't feel like he ever he'll ever get credit for being good like it's because he doesn't take himself seriously he doesn't and he also likes to he's good at being in on the joke yes like and i i feel like in the realm like we're going to talk about some of the sort of the heavy hitters uh just in terms of like what they've accomplished in acting and while i i don't think nash necessarily like has uh, he hasn't really gotten to the heights of a rock or a Cena or a Batista. Like he, he's filled out like a respectable career acting. And a lot of it is comedic and Mm -hmm. he has that timing so well down. Yeah. Agreed. (sighs) Um, do, do we, do we want to talk to heavy hitters before we get into the ones that we do not like? Yeah, let's, let's do, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. All right, uh, let's let's start at the top. Obviously, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the highest paid actor like on the planet. I think, he's, and a legitimately good actor uh, he, for the roles he's, he's in. He's a he's I mean, a he's a good he's a good actor who also know like forgive the uh, the wording here knows his role. He mm, knows yes, he does, exactly Jabroni. what he need. He knows exactly what people want from him, and he plays into it. And that's not something he always knew. There was a time where and I believe he's spoken about it pretty openly, like his manager, people were trying to turn him into the next sort of Disney dad star. Hey, man, the game plan's a good movie. I like it. What about the Tooth Fairy? What about Tooth Fairy? Uh, I don't like so much. Is the game plan the one where he's in the NFL and finds out he has a kid? Yeah, like it's weirdly heartwarming and touching. Like it's a it's like stepping into manhood. It's a very I like it. It's good. I'll be real with you. I actually do like his uh, Escape to Witch Mountain reboot. I wanted to watch those because uh, there's like what two or three. There's only them, one. They only got... made one. No, there's more than one. Not of the reboot. There's Hold several on. of the original. No, no, no. I know, but I'm almost positive. I'm checking right now. Unless I'm living in a parallel world where that was a hit series. You are. I probably just got to type the word witch. Oh, no. I am living in a parallel world. Yeah. I thought there was also Escape. Like, no, Escape oh. was the 1995 one. He was in Race to Witch Mountain. Okay, so uh, okay, I'm losing my mind. It's fine. It, it regardless, I dug that movie. I thought that was a good movie. It was a it was a good family movie. Mm-hmm. Which, like, sometimes that's a good thing. Anyway. Uh, I liked him seeing him in Be Cool. I think that was like his first non-action role. Uh, that bad movie, but I liked him. You know what? I'm going to say this. I think the rock is good in a little Richard Kelly film called Southland tales, which I think the way it ended up being presented, got it, caught it a lot of like crap from the world because it wasn't, it was, it didn't come out as the sort of Pete, the story that uh, Richard Kelly intended. Like it was supposed to be like, there's a comic book to go along with it. Like there's stuff that surrounds it that sort of builds out the world of this crazy post-apocalyptic story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is so good in it that it bums me out that that is not a movie that people look back on because I mean, ultimately it's super flopped at the box office. Like it made under $500,000. Uh, there was a cut of it that screened at can that I think, think got booed like really it didn't it didn't go well it didn't do well critically and there were there were plans to like go 
the distance with this movie. And like, I do know that just recently Richard Kelly has released what he calls, I believe like his director's cut of the film. Uh, I think it was just last year, maybe hold on. I, yeah. So there is what, what got released last year was uh, a Blu-ray of both. that contains both the theatrical cut and the can cut which is a more fleshed out cut of the movie. But again, this is the version of the movie that got sort of panned at Cannes. So like you take what you can get, but I enjoyed this movie for what it was. I think it was really interesting. And also Jericho or uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson had two of the greatest character names of all time in this movie because his character had two different names. One of his names was boxer Santaros. Okay. And his other name was Jericho Kane. All right. <laughs> but you know, it's it the rock has the rock has every movie on the planet. He's in the Fast and Furious franchise. He's in the DC franchise filming Black Adam. Jungle Cruise is coming out freaking uh I, he I'm assuming he still makes Jumanji movies. I don't really know. Those movies are so good They're and they so have fun. no right to be. And it, and can you believe it all started from uh that weird CGI nonsense in The Mummy Returns? such a that was awful i hate i did not like the scorpion king stuff uh what's weird is like the mummy is such a great fantastic movie yes the first one the mummy returns not as much and i did not like the scorpion stuff i did but i did like a lot of the other uh of the the first run of rocks movies like walking tall i thought was great Dude, he was remaking like these like straight to video uh, 80s action movies or 70s action movies. And they were and they were great. They were great. Walking Tall was a blast. I remember seeing that in theaters and be like, okay, I just want to watch The Rock and Johnny Knoxville make movies together forever. Yeah, they didn't. Fortunately, but that's fine. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Let's talk Dave Bautista. Who is gone? Who's weirdly gone in a very different direction than The Rock? He's weirdly like. Batista to me at this point is like high profile, but underground high profile, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, and I think a lot of it is because like the roles he chooses to do, he, he, he's the rock makes moves to be a star. He wants mm. to be the biggest action star on the planet. And guess what? He's done it like the way Batista talks. He doesn't really care so much about that. He wants acting roles that challenge him as an actor. Yeah. So like he wants he wants to be the character like he like his dream is to be a character actor. Yeah. Which like he's done like obviously he has the Guardians of the Galaxy movies uh, and the like the Avengers films he's in, which are huge. And he'll be in Thor Ragnarok and it will be huge. Yeah. But beyond that, he he's he chooses some really interesting things like he was in Blade Runner 2049 uh, Hotel he's, Artemis. He's in Hotel Artemis. He's teaming with yeah. Den- Denis Villeneuve again for the new Dune movie, which he's in. Uh, he's in Army of the Dead, which is trash. We don't want to talk about that. Um, I have nothing good to say about that movie. I feel bad because <laughs> I was legitimately excited about that movie. Not because, Same. only because of Batista, though. Like, I want to support everything Batista does because I just like his work. Um, I, was I do not like Zack Snyder. I was excited because Dawn of the Dead was the only Zack Snyder movie I liked um, completely forgetting that James Gunn didn't write army of the dead. He most and certainly did not. That's the separation. And this was before you know? Zack Snyder, like drank a bunch of the Zack Snyder Kool-Aid about how great he is and how he's the only person that could save DC and blah, blah, he's, blah, blah, blah. but he's a parody of himself at this point. Yeah. 
but yeah, didn't love Army of the Dead. Not excited for the prequel, evidently, or any of the spinoffs of it. So it's whatever. But like, honestly, those had their fans and good on them. Uh, yeah. Anything that keeps giving Dave Bautista more time to hone his acting and work with creative people that he wants to work with, I'm down for it. Um, one thing, there there is a Bautista movie that I feel like a lot of people panned. I think deserves a little bit more respect. It's called Stuber. Yes. Stuber is a very, Stuber starring Dave and Kumail Nanjiani of Marvel's Eternals uh, is a very, it's a funny movie. Isn't the whole plot like he goes to the eye doctor and get his, and gets his uh, eyes dilated. I think and then so, he yeah. needs an Uber driver. Yeah, he needs, an, he's a cop who needs an Uber driver to take him around and he gets picked up by a guy named Stu and they go on a wild and crazy series of hijinks. It's just, it's a fun adventure. It's you a know, very fun adventure. I guess urban adventure is what you call that, like where people drive around in a car everywhere. Yeah, it's know. like the song Rollin' Urban Assault Vehicle by Limp Bizkit. Yes. Mm, the Limp Biscuits. <laughs> um, no, but it's 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 a funny movie. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Let's just do MacGruber, Matt. Can we talk about MacGruber for a minute? The greatest yeah, MacGruber has the time. best wrestling wrestlers cameos in all of wrestling. I, and I'm sorry, a whole of movies. I'd say they, it's like one scene, right? Is it? Yeah, just it's just one, one scene. Well, it's one. It's a montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's MacGruber going to various places to put together this like super team of elite uh, special agents. I don't know uh, mercenaries, uh, and they're all wrestlers. So it's like you see the first one, like I know that guy. It's a wrestler. Ha ha ha. Second one, like that guy's a wrestler too. Third one. Oh, wait a minute. I get like by the third one, you're in on the joke and it just continues to get funnier and funnier mm-hmm. um, until the end of the scene where they're all in a van. MacGruber leaves and the van just blows up. Yeah, and everyone they dies. Uh, so in MacGruber, you have Chris Jericho as Frank Corver. <laughs> These um, names get so ridiculous as they go on. Uh, Montel Vontavious Porver. Porter MP MVP as Vernon freedom, which is my favorite name That's of a, a thing. Uh, the great Kali as tug Phelps T U G Phelps mm-hmm. uh, big show as brick Hughes, obviously Mark Henry as tut Beamer. So the tut Beamer. So there is a tug and a tut on this team. And then of course you have the big red machine hell's favorite demon Kane as tanker Lutz. It's my favorite one. Tanker Lutz. Everything about it is so wonderfully perfect. I, I Chris Jericho might be the only one with dialogue because I think he's the first person McGruber recruits and they have a little banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they all die and they're never seen again. But like, it's such a fun little moment. Uh, and like that, Big Show has a fun little moment in an Adam Sandler movie. I hate. I think Waterboy is a bad movie, but. Big, yeah, show, I, I, Big Show as Captain yeah. Insano is really funny, I think. It is not a good movie. Uh, I would say out of that early time, it's it's Gilmore, as I almost said, <laughs> Sandler's worst movie. And during that time period of like wacky comedies, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> I mean, th- that was actually a really good Sandler impersonation. Thank you. Gilmore is the best one. I'm just going to throw that out there. Billy I think Madison Gilmore's doesn't the- hold up as much as you think it does. Which one? Billy Madison. Does. I agree. I agree. Billy Madison's very weird. But Gilmore's like legitimately, I'm saying happy Gilmore, by the way, guys. We're friends, so I could just call him Gilmore. Oh, okay. I was wondering I, how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's it's a, it's a fun, it's a still a good movie, I'd say. I like 51st Dates, but that's later. <laughs> that doesn't really count. 51st Dates. Wedding Singer. I, I like Wedding I kinda Singer. I kind of hate that movie. Oh, really? 
Yeah, but I hate it because like it's the idea of like a dude. It's like an incel trying to get a woman. It's like it feels like oh, really wow. like really creepy. Okay. Like every day I've got to convince this woman that doesn't know me that I love her and we have a kid and we're married on a boat. And it's like I It is weird that they're that he marooned her on a boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> So she like doesn't she doesn't reciprocate those feelings because she doesn't know you every day. Like but you can't. Like, but like, what about the what about the days when she wakes up and she's not freaking having it, and now she's stuck in the middle of an ocean with a stranger? He's gonna die. It can't like it can't go on well forever, man. It's a bad. It's a bad like super creepy plot. I'm just that's how I feel like the first dates. Wedding uh, singers great though. Go ahead. And the last the last the last goodie I want to touch on, Matt. Our boy Macho Man Randy Savage uh, in Spider-Man as Bonesaw McGraw. Oh, Bonesaw's ready. Bonesaw's ready. I remember. I remember. Like the audience has like the hat. They do the hacksaw hand motion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's such Raimi a un- like Raimi gets it. Like uh-huh. Ray- Like you watch that scene like of that wrestling event, and like you're like, man, Sam Raimi understands wrestling yeah that well that i think that's the thing like i know i said that like i like in fun in picking these out i largely avoided uh wrestling movies spider-man isn't a wrestling movie this is obviously a wrestling scene though but mm. what i think is so interesting about it is it's someone who does not come from wrestling that perfectly pinpoints what wrestling is and yes. then sort of expands on it and what you end up with is like a really good scene where macho is he's doing such a good bit of character work and he but he's doing it as a pro wrestling heel in a ring in front of a crowd and then well, i'd say he's more of the face or anti-hero maybe yeah because i guess the you're crowd's right. really behind him yeah but that like but matt the cool heels are all, all, all the rage so like you know yeah they are they, but like during just, this time yeah it's it's such an interesting thing and like he's he's putting his he's putting his macho manness like just in just dipping it so deep into this character that it's really, really fun to watch. And this is at a time when like, he wasn't doing a lot of that sort of over the top stuff. So like mm-hmm. to get a little taste of it is just kind of wonderful. And yeah. uh, man, it's good. It's very, very good. He was also in ready to rumble as himself, but we're not talking about that movie. We are not. That is a wrestling movie. Uh, like Matt, a lot of the people on this list were in ready to rumble. As themselves. Yeah. I think everybody was in ready to rumble. Every single wrestler in the world. Uh, I do want to talk about something I hate though. Yeah, go ahead. Well, a most, we talked about some of it. Like most of Hulk Hogan's filmography is straight up garbage fire trash. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. Um, Thunder- oh dude, we for- we forgot, uh, the big show was also in uh jingle all the way. Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. And he had Vern, I think it was Vern Troyer on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. They both played Santa's. I think you're right. Yeah. Sorry. That's fun. I had to get a jingle all the way reference. And it's one of my favorites. That's okay. Uh, but now we're going to talk about another Christmas movie, Matt. I speak, of course, of Santa's Slay, starring Bill Goldberg as evil Santa. Did he do two of those? Did he really? I think so. I, but I know it was like a, a murdering Santa movie. And it's one of those ones where I saw the cover. When I say cover, I mean poster because we live in the you know future Internet age. And I was just like, nah, no, thanks. I'm looking. I mean, he has a. He, interestingly enough, he does have a few. 
he was in the long he was a few credits he was in the longest yard with kevin nash great colleen stone cold steve austin uh he was in universal soldier the return um i mean the longest yard had a million wrestlers in it too the longest yard had a million wrestlers in it so he so he did santa's i don't i don't see anything about a follow-up to santa's sleigh okay maybe he did santa's sleigh he also did a, a movie called half past dead with corrupt the rapper mm-hmm. corrupt, but like, yeah, there, there's not like Goldberg. Goldberg, <sighs> Goldberg isn't great. I will say Goldberg's best role, Matt. You watch the Goldbergs. Yeah, he plays. He plays. Yeah. He plays Coach Goldberg's brother, or Coach. Coach he plays Coach Meller's brother, Nick, mm-hmm. who is also a coach on the Goldbergs. And I gotta believe he was literally only cast because his name is Goldberg and the show's creator is named Goldberg and the show is called the Goldbergs. Yeah. So they're like, I don't know, make it happen. And it did. And he's actually funny because that's the thing I'll say about Goldberg. Like Kevin Nash, I think when he's giving the opportunity to be funny, he's pretty good at finding his comedic timing. Completely agree. That's, that's a weird thing with a lot of like to be a success in wrestling, regardless of your character regardless of how good you are in the ring, regardless of anything, you have to have a degree of charisma that outshines that of the normal human being. Like rest as much as like wrestling is a body business and wrestling is a, 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 like a technical, technical strength business. Wrestling is a charisma business. If you're, mm-hmm. if you don't have the charisma to carry your character, the audience isn't going to care. You're not going to go anywhere. Goldberg. Yes. His character was, pretty basic he shows up he beats you he leaves but there was a charisma to that and just the way he moved the way he walked to the ring the way he spit fire and breathed smoke like all these things that like really built what that character was and he's able to take that commitment to a character and put it into something else and like for a lot of these wrestlers what it what it is they put it into is usually it's a lot of action stuff because like that they're sort of typecast in there you look at all of steve austin's movies he was typecast into so many like like ultimately bland action roles that like, or, or he's put in a, com- a comedic movie as the dickhead. Yes. Like grownups too is a good example. Yes, of that. Exactly. Like, but th- th- there's never that moment where like, there are so many wrestlers that if they had that breakout moment as something new and fresh, like mm-hmm. before the rock, before the rock became a huge action star, he was making family comedies. He was in Be Cool for crying out loud. Like he he took on these roles that you wouldn't expect The Rock to take on, but regardless of the quality of the movie, he knocked them out of the park because he had the charisma to and he also had the dedication to character to make it happen. Yes. And the same goes for Goldberg in comedic roles, the same goes for Kevin Nash in comedic roles. Like when when they have the opportunity to do something outside of what you would traditionally consider their comfort zone, they mostly nail it except for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. And the last, and also besides the last person on our list, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, who just plays Sergeant Slaughter across the board, wherever he's in GH of the movie, Sergeant Slaughter. He's in GH of the TV show, Sergeant Slaughter. He's, he's everywhere. Sergeant Slaughter. You remember in GH of the movie where he's punching nemesis and forcer towards the end and every punch Hillick had a name. It's like, this one's for Duke. And this one's for the good old <laughs> US of A. I have not seen G.I. Joe the movie, I think, 20 years. I want to go watch 20, it. 
I think like 2000 is probably the last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I still have such a good recollection of that movie, and I do not know why. Oh, man, I want to go watch it again. Well, you see, Chris, Cobra's after the BET. Um, it's not the cable the network, network that you think it is. Okay. No, it's a, it's a satellite relay, I believe, that can control the world's satellites. And uh, Cobra gets it. But why they're trying to get it is because the secret Cobra law wants to use it to take over the world. Okay. But Cobra Commander is like, hey, this Cobra Law stuff, I know I come from here and like I was a scientist here for a long time, but like you guys are taking Cobra too far. So I'm going to go join the G.I. Joes. And they're like, no, you're full on Snake Man. And he's like, "Uh oh, I'm full on Snake Man. I was once a man. I'm going to hang out with Roadblock. And knowing is half the battle. Mm hmm. My, when I was when I was in bowling leagues, my bowling name was Nemesis Enforcer because I thought it was like I just love that character. It's like the most 80s. Like, what's the most badass thing we can do? Well, first off, let's make a muscly man have sweet wings. <laughs> I don't know what should we name this muscly man with sweet wings. I don't know. Pick two tough words. Nemesis, like your villain and arch enemy. He's a nemesis. What does this nemesis do? He enforces the rule of Cobra Law. Nemesis Enforcer. I like what's the, the leader called? Globulus. <laughs> I just want to say I love that you just glossed over the fact that you were in bowling leagues and your name in bowling leagues was Nemesis Enforcer. Did you yeah. have like a bowling shirt with that written across the back of it or anything? No, I mean Aww. like I own ska bowling shirts, but I never had anything written on them. I was in bowling leagues forever, man. I love bowling. I just haven't gone in like a decade. I like bowling, but I've never been good at it. So I've not been in a league. I I have won quite a few leagues out here, actually. Way wow. back when my buddies. Yeah. Nemesis Enforcer, Matt Elfring, King of the that Bowling. That was me. Other people hated us because we didn't take it seriously. I, that's like we would best. joke around while playing. That's the absolute best. Why would you? Honestly. Globulous. <laughs> phoned in is that name it's so not good man it's so oh man uh you might notice we by and large skip everyone in a wwe studios film because those aren't real movies uh except for the call starring halle berry which i think wade barrett is in Uh, oculus is a real movie yes again as i explained as i said before we started recording i should note it here as well i'm speaking specifically about the wwe movies that do not that have wrestlers in them I don't count yeah. those those movies where it's like, you know, the big show is in knockout or whatever. The one like the or Triple H was in the chaperone. That's not a real movie that is designed as a quote unquote vehicle for Triple H to be. In, exactly. It's not good. They're not, they're not made to be good movies. They're made to make their superstars bigger superstars. Yeah. Like I love the Marine six and five oh. and four and three and two and one. I don't count those as real movies. Which one is the, is it five? Is that the one where it feels like it takes place in a garage the entire yes. time and Bo Dallas is in it? Bo Dallas oh, and Naomi beautiful. are in it. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Dude, those movies know how to stretch a location to where you're like, has this movie been on for six hours? Cause it feels like it. <laughs> no, it's been 10 minutes. Oh boy. We got a lot left. And yet I still love them. Dude. Becky Lynch was fantastic in six. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it didn't that end with like Mrs. Character dying. Oh yeah. Mrs. Straight up dead. Until the Marine seven in which he's somehow back from the dead. I think he's above the Marine movies now. How? He has the reality TV show empire stuff and he's been doing like hosting of reality shows too. Yeah, but none of that's acting. 
no, but also I don't think he cares about acting. I think he cares about like having a steady career. That's fair. I'd still like him to be in another Marine movie. Or honestly, I think I'd like to see Miz get sort of that John Cena train wreck breakout. Or yeah. just just something you wouldn't expect to see him in that like he knocks it out of the park in front of like the casuals who don't really know wrestling that well. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't know that I don't think that the Miz is going oh, first of all, let's talk about this for a second, Matt. The Miz openly petitioning to be Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat movie. I'm that's into it. That's I know that's not fan casting. That's correct casting. Yeah, that's just that's just perfect casting that fans that like I don't even think fans forgot like that the Miz figured out. Yeah. Like that would be that like he because he is Johnny Cage. He is yeah. a professional fake fighter who has a very over-the-top Hollywood persona. And yes, he plays up the over-the-top Hollywood persona as his character on WWE television, but like he also plays it up so well. He if they don't cast the Miz, I'll be like well, I'm still going to see Mortal Kombat because the first one was bonkers great. But you missed. But a I'll also good be like, well, anyway. Yeah. Did you know there's an actor named Michael Papajohn, and <laughs> in the movie The Longest Yard, he played Guard Papajohn. Is the longest? Which one is the longest yard? Because there was two. There was two going on, right? There was Gridiron well, the, the, Gang. The first and the one was. Yard. The first one's Burt Reynolds. Uh, no, no, the, I mean the, like around the time. Of the longest yard, there was another yeah. one I think called the Gridiron Gang. Yes, there which was. one is longest... about? Which one is about cons playing football versus cops or whatever? It's cons playing. It's, uh, it's convicts versus guards. That's the longest yard with uh, Adam Sandler. Okay, which I would actually say is a very fine remake. Matt, do you want to know a secret about that movie? Yeah, I'm in. Oh, it. you're in it. I'm in that movie. You're in the um the final football. You're in the stadium. Yes, I'm in the. Uh, I did. I did a day or two as an extra because, like in college, that's what we, in college in Los Angeles. How do you make some extra money and also get a free sandwich? Go be an extra in a movie. So I'm also in uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's Spider Man film, but not in that scene. But I made sixty dollars and got a lunch out of it. Hey, it's worth it. Yeah. How long was that day? I don't know, like eight hours, ten hours, something like that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, back then, two thousand four, like no, this this was two thousand dollars. This is two thousand two thousand one. Oh, this is two thousand five when the movie came out. So I was guessing two thousand four. Spi- oh, I'm, I'm talking about Spider Man specifically. Oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man was two thousand two thousand one. So yeah, longest yard yeah, yeah. I believe is two thousand four. Hey, you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I blew off classes for a day to go be in a movie. And anyway, so I'm just gonna wrap this up there. There's. There's a lot of actors. Oh, there's so many more to dig through that we couldn't, we wouldn't possibly have time. No. Um, I do want to make a, a, a short brief announcement. There is major gangrel news this week. I don't know if I want to dig into it until I know like the backstory. Cause yes. it could be good or it could be, we're not doing gangrel watch anymore. That's where we're at. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. Let's 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 let it yeah. simmer and we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about it next week. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Very confused, but very interested. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, that's been our show this week. Um, hey, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. I keep forgetting that. Uh, share us with your friends. Tell everybody, hey, I like this show. You should listen as well. And they'll be like, good idea. Thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird scenario. Thanks, friend. 
Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm booking a couple. Um, I, th- I don't want to get ahead of myself because I get ahead of myself a lot, but I'm booking a couple of interesting things that I think you guys would really enjoy. I know I Chris is excited. I hope they work out. I So do I. This is the thing with um, don't say doing it. podcasts and all that okay. is like it, it. Things just sometimes don't. And it's fine. I'm not I never get upset about it. Say, things don't work out because of schedules. Things don't work out because people get busy because we get busy. And then and that's also, fine. And then also sometimes things randomly fall into your lap. We weren't expecting to interview Cody a couple weeks ago. And then AEW reached out and said, do you want to interview anybody? And we we're like, how about Cody on the off chance? Assuming they would say no. And they said, I mean, OK, yeah, sure. I mean, you can I, talk to I, Cody. When I say we ask for Cody as a joke, I meant as a joke, like, they're not going to give us Cody. There's no way. Yeah, no. They specifically said, is there anybody you want to talk about? And we're like, well, here's here's a list of five people we'd be open to talk to. And we, I was like, Matt, should we just put Cody on the list and see what happens? Yeah. And then we, we did, we for, and they gave us Cody. Because we've asked for Cody a couple times before in the past, and they've been like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no way. But now we're respectable. We are Apparently. the internet wrestling community. Yeah, they hate us. Yep. There's yeah, we're not. Hey, let's see what's what's happening on a Twitter today. Oh, Matt, are we Kevin gonna, are we, Nash Matt, posted a Twitter. Matt, are we going to workshop this episode before uh, before we put it live? This one right now. That's my Cody joke. Oh, oh yeah, we are going to workshop this. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send this to a focus group of uh, six guys named Mark, and they're gonna tell me. <laughs> you know, six different people named Mark. You know, surprisingly, I think I know zero Marks aside from Mark from CNET. I I don't even know. I know I know a pub I know a publicist named Mark at Warner Brothers. I know that might be it. I grew up across the street from a kid named Mark. I'm not gonna say his last name here, but you know who you are. I don't know, I said it all deviously. He sold me his TurboGrafx 16 when I was a kid, and it was amazing because I love Bonk's Adventure. I, I, I mainly know Chris's and Matt's. That's there's a lot I'm... of Chris's and Matt's at GameSpot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, Matt's is just me and Espinelli now. Well, now there, I, I will be I, I will say I, it always shocked me that, like, I never met a Matt with one T before you. And there was two of them at GameSpot for a long time. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. I had never met a Matt with one T until I was at 21. And then and then a guy that joined our band had uh, one T in his name. Dang. And then after that, it's been like, I know a million Matt's with one T more than Matt's with two T's, actually. Mm. That sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Chris, any final words? Yes. Stay tuned next week for our brand new segment, Scotty to Hottie Watch. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.